0: Welcome, Sonic Archaeologists. Peering back through the mists of time, elapsed, looking for audio relics from a bygone sonic age. Sucking it, grandad.
1: Uh, you're listening to the podcast version of The Quietest Hour, thequietest.com's weekly radio programme. For full versions of the programmes, including all of the songs and music, please visit our website, thequietest.com forward slash radio. Thanks for
0: listening. Can I remind them about the poof now? <laughs>
1: It's raining, men.
0: Hi, I'm John Doran. I'm Luke Turner. Crack open the French fancies, pull up a (laughs) poof. And this is the quietest hour. Was back on the plant food for a second then Oh dear nice. uh, That was the Oscillation and Truth in Reverse A new single which came out a few days ago
1: Great, uh, we're back now on The Quiet sound After we failed We did get to four shows in a row yep. And then a Bus had a fight with our producer Seb uh, I had to go to see the medical profession for another thing And not the VD clinic And John, you were ill as well So yeah. we, had, we had a week off but it's meant off. that now there's two... This exists in two realms now, the Quiet Hour, because some people are now watching us live on Facebook. Hello to everyone on Facebook. Shout out to Facebook. 98 people. 98 people. And uh, we also got the cloud, uh, which will be going up tomorrow. Um, on today's programme, we have got Persuader. Mm. Will somebody persuade us to play a song? Explain what it is again, Luke. It is the feature whereby somebody... You out there can ring 020-33-93-63-95, request a
0: song, but you really have to persuade us to play it. Um, Mm. So we'll see. Last, last I respond to threats of violence and uh, just the intimation that something terrible is going to happen.
1: Don't you have that at all times, though? Yes. (laughs) And we are going to look at the latest important music news. And are we going to have another version of Do You Think I'm Sexy? Um, this is
0: what stops me from sleeping at night. <laughs> is it going to
1: happen? <laughs> well, we'll we'll find out shortly. Of course, we've also got new music from Amber Arcade's Dawn Richard, Wrangler, Odyssey, The Bug. That's not Odyssey,
0: the 70s disco act, I should say, but Odyssey, the New York... Sp- uh,
1: new York? The
0: hip-hop producer.
1: Yeah, he's, he's spelt different, isn't it? And uh, now, though, we have got an absolute belter of a tune that emerged last week uh, by The Bug and Rico Dan. Big Tune Kevin the leader I'm the father
0: everything more reverb than everything else that was the fantastic bug featuring Raiko Dan and Iceman. now um, Luke, so it appears that summer's over already. We had those few nice days, and what, what have you been doing well, when the weather was okay for a short time?
1: I actually took the nice weather with me to Yorkshire. I oh, bought nice. the first, uh, apparently the first sunny days um, t- uh, that there's been since last autumn to the Calder Valley. I went walking uh, in West Yorkshire, where I was born, and I've not been back for years, and it was quite odd. I went on my own with a massive rucksack, and I walked 54 kilometres in two days, and it was quite tiring. Um, it, was, it was very pleasant though. It's worth worth doing. Getting out on your own in nature, go slightly mad, feel like somebody's turning your lungs inside out as if they're skinning a rabbit, and uh, have altercations with uh, men digging peat and grumpy landlords and things like that.
0: I was going to say, so as like a curly-haired ponce who works in the um, entertainment industry in London. How, how did you how did you fit in with the with the with well. the?
1: Handily, I had my camouflage on, you right, know, my, okay. my uh, rural attire camouflage, so uh, I didn't have to go. I'm not not for London, you know, but also, you know, the uh, Hebden Bridge, where I ended up, is full of ponces from London anyway, really. Are you the so, farmer? Yes, it was It was a bit like that. I did go to a pub. Uh, I was very thirsty and very dehydrated. I went to the pub to just get some water and fill up my water bottle, and I went in there, and there was a landlord, and he said, Boots! <laughs> and I looked down, it was because you're not supposed to wear boots and I sort of said, look, they're dry because it's quite hot and I went to get some water and he just shouted across the pub cheapest pub in village and this other bloke at the other end of the bar said, alright, most expensive too <laughs> and then the landlord paused for quite a long time watching the horse racing he said, well, it depends what you're looking for doesn't it? Um, so that was a friendly uh, yeah, friendly yeah, encounter nice. Yeah, um, but no, I it it had a really great time it was good to do some uh, I, I almost felt like a man for a small amount of time, which was which was nice. And I had a wonderful couple of days staying with our friends uh, Ben Myers and Adele Stripe, who are both writers and live in um, Mithenroyd, And uh, it was great just wandering around with them, talking to Ben about this book he's got coming out about the the Calder coin clippers, who were a bunch of ne'er-do-wells from the 18th century, oh who lived in houses sort of scattered around the Calder Valley, clipping coins, making new coins. Uh, Somebody once, apparently in a pub, announced that they were going to dob in the colder coin clippers and they stuck his head in the fire and burned him to death.
0: Wow. So, yeah, it
1: wasn't like that at the weekend, though. Um, no, no, know, no, no, no. <laughs> it was it was quite nice. Um, so, yeah, what will you do? You, you did a marathon? No, you didn't do a marathon, did no, you? No, 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 no.
0: Uh, my dear girlfriend, uh, Maria, did the Hackney Half Marathon and I went down there to greet her at the line with my boy, uh, John. But the weekend before that, I was up doing some urban farming up in a no Mm. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything (laughs) remotely like that I was up at Sands from the other city in Salford which is a great little festival and uh, our stage had on Ill and Ill are getting so big now that I couldn't even get my own venue to see them I managed to battle my way in for the last song and they were playing a song about uh, harassment uh, sexual harassment on the international space station called Space Dick (laughs) (laughs) fantastic hopefully
1: we'll get to play that on the programme sometime
0: soon yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, loads and loads and loads of good stuff going up on up in uh, Salford at the moment. And the reason why I mention this is, is interesting enough, both Salford and uh, Hebden Bridge are going to be featuring in a series of features we've got coming up on The Quietest Later on this year. We're going to be focusing on small, independent regional scenes and... Uh, I'm just kinda of making this up as I'm going along now, but what <laughs> a, so, so uh, commissioning. So 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 one of the one of the places we're gonna look at is the uh, Trades Club yep. in Hebden. Another is gonna be uh the Islington Mill in Great. Salford. Maybe we'll look also over at Taunton, maybe we'll look up at Liverpool. I mean, yeah, yeah we can we can keep on going, you yeah. know. I actually went to the
1: trades club um in on Sunday for a drink <clears throat> and it was incredible, like, you know, you go to a bar in London and they'll be playing some wibbly sort of, you know, sad lad indie music, Went up there, Vordruna, the oh, nice. uh, Nordic uh, black metal folk band were playing, and a n- lovely bar lady who who's gave me a pint of uh, Amnesia, a very tasty ale, was saying she's really keen to get Vordruna to play at the Trades Club in Hebden Bridge, so it's quite, so they've got this sort of, all the pictures of the, the um, Hebden notables from the 19th century, sort of. Serious-looking men who would have worked in the mills and that Well, Vordruna's playing. It was fantastic. Fat White family have played in that venue as well. Apparently it was a wonderful evening. But Vordruna, Norway, you've got loads of money, Norway. Just send Vordruna over to the yeah, Trades Club. Yeah, I
0: fancy a bit of goat horn this summer. Yes. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Do you think I'm sexy? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we had a shout-out last week, and, you know, I, I, it was a joke, to be honest, but um, one of our re- uh, one of our listeners... A very serious young man called Alexander Jackson who emails me occasionally. He took my words to heart to heed, and it must have taken him about two days to do this. Because he said my band have recorded a cover version of Do You Think I'm Sexy? And his band are called In Kind. And we played it this morning. Do you know what? It's pretty good. It's good. Alright.
1: Yeah. To the that to leave the social gathering. I cried my-
0: Okay, that was "Do You Think I'm Sexy" by in Kind, sent in by our um, listener, I guess, Alexander Jackson. Thanks very much, Alexander. I'd so, be curious to know what our mate Aiden Moffat thinks of that.
1: There, there was definitely a early Arab Strap feel to that. So, Aiden, if you're listening, I'd love to. I, actually, isn't there? I'm sure, I think there might actually be some recording somewhere on a, oh, yeah. on a record where Aiden sort of sings in his wonderful voice. Uh, do You Think I'm Sexy? Is that is that right? Maybe on the Aristrap Live do you album. Do No, no, no free that's, free, that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so do... Yeah, it's very easy, obviously, to persuade, persuade us to play your music so long as you record a cover of Do You Think I'm Sexy?
0: Yes. Um, okay, coming up next, we have Brie. Brie? Brie? It Brie? Brie? You like the cheese? Brie? No, Brie? it's not like
1: cheese. Brie? 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 Well, it's like, a bit like Urea with a B on the front.
0: Okay, so Bria by Odyssey. And this is a recommendation from our pal over the pond, Gary Suarez, who writes the monthly full clip column, which is a roundup of the best rap and uh, albums and uh, mixtapes. And Gary said, this might very well be one of the year's greatest moments in recorded music. And I'm not going to argue with it. Osterous tip mangle Judd Nelson. (music) Was the Fantastic Wrangler and Space Ace the Dean Honer remix? And Dean Honer, you may know from several Sheffield bands, most recently, our, uh, the fantastic Excentronic Research Council. <laughs> so, what do we have now? We have got next on the quietest hour the news. Some British band have just released an album. Which band might that be? Well, now, where do we start with this? I'm kind of like, you know, it's all very well of your radio head just dropping your album out of nowhere. But what I want to know is, why is no one stopping to think about Alexis Petridis, Dorian (laughs) Linsky, and all of our other colleagues out in the field, who are probably sat down at home, it's 8pm, getting ready to watch, uh, I don't know, you know, some TV and have a glass of port. And suddenly, out of nowhere, Radiohead released an album. They've all got to down the plans and yeah. go and review it. I've got to say big shout out to all the long-suffering music journalists who have to put up with this nonsense.
1: Because it's, it's just been ridiculous recently. It, you know, it used to be, oh, we'll put our album out in January we will get a load of press cuz nobody does anything now it's like if you're a big established artist you can get away with uh, doing this and it, obviously it kind of it, i think it's very unfair on smaller artists who who's probably spent ages going right we'll put our record out this week nothing's happening and then in one week you get blubstep jim radiohead and beyonce all drop, dro- dropping, as they say, yeah, yeah. Uh, albums unexpectedly, and of course, because you know people want to be on top of the news and get the first word out there. It, everything suddenly becomes about these artists. It's a bit, it's a cuckoo behaviour. I've got
0: to say that the the word dropping always makes me think of that really vulgar phrase, dropping your kids off at the (laughs) pool. But actually, to be fair to uh, one, I haven't heard Blubstep Jim's album. I'm going to listen to it before I say anything about that. Not not that I think anyone cares what I think about it. But I have listened to Beyonce's album. I thought it was all right or whatever. And I've listened to Radiohead's. And uh, as much as I was probably gearing up to be really, really mean about it, I quite like it.
1: Yeah I mean regular quietus f- readers will know we we're occasionally a little bit cheeky about Radiohead because they do have a lot of smoke blown up their bottoms don't they, by mm. um, by everybody but like um, a
0: huge indie bellows <laughs> just pumping <laughs> <laughs> a, a cubic cubic feet of smoke <laughs> up Thom's bottom through the Radiohead sphincter <laughs>
1: um but yeah we quite like the record I mean I I've i kind of listened to it two or three times now. I'm trying to one, work out how many times I'm going to go back to it, but it's got some absolutely lovely songs on it. That was the. Uh, I've, I've I got liked.
0: to say that. Like my bottom line is this: is like I, I want to live in a world where I enjoy all music. You know, having to sit through terrible music, or not even music that's objectively terrible, but just music that you dislike listening to, is a bad world. And I love it when I enjoy music. And I would always sooner be wrong about a band and. I, I, I really, you know, I'm really, really happy to say that I kind of quite like this Radiohead album. Will it end up being one of my favourites of the year? I don't think so, but who knows? I'm going to stick with it and see what happens, you know.
1: Yeah, the thing well, I wasn't sure about was the, uh, Thom York's vocal, I think is a bit wheedling now, and you don't agree with me. I think he just sort of goes, over everything, and you, you're not so sure about that.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people say that he has the voice of an angel, but maybe like a slightly sad angel. petulant angel. Mm. Actually, no, that's Satan, isn't it? He was a petulant angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not got the voice of Satan. I certainly, for, for my money, Radiohead went through a stage where I just couldn't bear his voice. And I find that his voice actually suits tunes. It suits melody, and it suits big, kind of expansive arrangements. Uh, I think they started off experimenting really well and it really worked for them for a few albums and then just the returns on this became less and less and less and now they've come out through the other side as far as I'm concerned and they're doing something slightly different
1: Right, and then next in the news some American band who claim they have had sex
0: have actually not had sex No, I, I wasn't fooled by this because I saw a, a photograph of this band You know, Are they called Dingy? Uh, Dirigible, Coracle, <laughs> Coracle. So this American band Coracle, I took one look at them and said, "There's no way this band have had sex." <laughs> uh, yeah, this was the
1: news that a American band um, called Yacht, but they don't make any music that sounds like you'd want to listen to any yacht. Uh, Claimed to have made a sex tape and that it got leaked by somebody who they were pursuing through the courts and they were charging five dollars to watch it and it turned out to be a big marketing gimmick which is very offensive to all of those people who have had ex-partners leak videos of them having sex online and it's kind of blown up in their faces quite deservedly. Uh, I, for the purposes of research, uh, did watch the video and it's... It's, it's it's really, really pathetic to be honest, it's, it's, it's rubbish and hopefully this is going to cause them a huge disservice, um, because it, you can't you can't mess with things like this, I don't think it's a,
0: appropriate for marketing. Really. I think even if you just want to be dispassionate about it, when you get to the end of your career, do you want to look back and say, oh the one thing that people remember us for is that really stupid stunt that didn't work properly. Yeah.
1: Wally's. Uh, John, what's the uh, final important piece
0: of music news today? Alarm grows as it turns out. Low fidelity all stars are still suck on the circle line.
1: <laughs> this is Radiohead. Like a clown on a bed of nails You're enduring the quietest hour And that was Radiohead Still to come We've got The Persuader Where uh, you might have persuaded us To play a song We're not sure Some more new music uh, First of all we're going to have a look What's on the
0: site this week? Uh, well last time I checked We just put up Gigavies, uh, Baker's Dozen uh, He of Ye Elbow and uh, yeah, he's uh, like uh, Lisa, our uh, writer, who spoke to me the other week. Said, Lovely man. Yeah, Lovely man. he was man. And uh, during the interview, one of his mates popped in for a cup of tea and it was all really good. But yeah, I mean, thanks to Guy for taking the time to speak to Lisa. Uh, I, I do believe he is a very nice man. So um, what else have we had this week?
1: We've had reviews of uh, the great Thomas Cohen album, If Morrissey Was Smooth and Not a Git. We uh, might sound like that, and liked a bit of the yacht rock and uh, Lanny Akea, which is Daniel O'Sullivan, and Massimo from Zoo's uh, collaborative album, for which I wrote the sleeve notes, which uh, a bit of a plug for that there, and an interview with Gu. Gu uh,
0: I think it's just gold, isn't it? Gold. Uh, yeah. Right, amazing band, really good album called Per. I've actually played a gig with them in Oslo. They were part of um, they were part of uh, Arabrot's live yeah. unit when we. Um, Finished off the only connect festival with um a drone rock spoken word noise rock, partially improvised hypnotism routine in which uh, I was incantating and regressing people to a traumatic point in their childhood. And there were people shaking and weeping. But down at the front, there was a bearded man, sat cross-legged, laughing at me all the way through it. And <laughs> wasn't end, it wasn't a mirror, was it? Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, I was like, who the hell was that? And someone said, that was Norway's leading film critic. Oh, really? So there oh, you
1: go. There we go. And we've also uh, got a strange world of Carvis Tarabi. Carvis, of course, is um, the right-hand man, an ally of Steve Davis, in uh, Steve Davis's new career uh, post-snooker superstar DJ. Uh, they played at, both played at Cafe Otto on Friday night. Yeah, it was and we, sold sh- out, we should
0: say, you know, I absolutely love the new Knife World album, Bottled Out of Eden, and Knife World are on tour as we speak. Do go and watch them if you like a bit of the old pop prog.
1: And we've also, in our Tome on the Range book section, got an interview with Alistair... F- How do you pronounce his name, John? Fruish. Fruish, which you did. Ali Fruish.
0: Yeah, uh, really interesting chap. I met him through doing a show in Northampton, where he lives... And he came down and did a reading when me and Chettle were over in Northampton. And he has written a novel which has no punctuation in it. It is one sentence long, and rather aptly, it's called The Sentence. And it is made up of 46,000 one-syllable words. Ah, what, what happens in it? Has it got a nice story? Uh, yeah, so it's a near-future speculative fiction uh, novel were in the future there is no more space left in prison so uh, uh, transgressors of the old uh, <coughs> criminals I should say are injected with a drug which slows down time so you pass a life sentence in a sentence so it's a sentence within a sentence oh, right. within a sentence Told in one sentence. How do you know when to breathe? I
1: mean, isn't there a, is there a health warning saying if you read this book as instructed, you might just suffocate and die? Well,
0: Ali told me. He said, like actually, because your brain imposes natural gaps. Mm. You know, so you know when you're reading a conjecture. Con- uh, con- what am I trying to say? When you're reading a conjecture. Um, for crying out loud. Conju- I don't know. Conjunction. <laughs> conjunction. Yeah, when you're reading yeah.
1: a conjunction. Conjugate. It's a bit like...
0: Uh, you, you, you know, you, Your mind will go on to the next clause of the sentence, but when you come to the... You, your brain knows when to take a breath. Okay. Or if it doesn't, you'll die reading it. Yeah, what
1: a way to go. Has it got something to do with Alan Moore as well, this book?
0: Ali uh, is one of the editors of um alan moore's long talked about novel jerusalem which is coming out this autumn now the novel is ol- is older than the old testament no it's not <laughs> i sorry about that alan i know you look old but you don't look that old it is longer than the uh, old testament so it's a very long book indeed and um I believe Ali's input is is like uh, he's in one of his several er areas of expertise is on the kind of more arcane history especially working class history of Northampton and it's very much uh, about well we don't know what it's entirely about but the the title of the novel pertains to William Blake. Obviously. It's interesting,
1: there's an old, old photograph of you and Alan Moore, I think when you interviewed Alan for The Stool Pigeon yeah, 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 where yeah. you look quite a lot like Alan Moore yeah, and, yeah. and in like Old Testament, now I think you've gone past the New Testament and you look possibly like a kind of medieval uh, theologian
0: oh, right. well, that's <laughs> moving forward there, yeah. through time Yeah. Um, and so I should say that um, Ali dropped a little bit tidbit of information on us Yesterday, and that is Alan Moore has just put up uh, with a, uh, with an artist called Vicky Stottard. Uh, they've put up a piece of original artwork that Alan drew and designed onto eBay, and it's currently um, up for auction now, so you can buy that if you want, and all the money is going to help publish a magazine called, what is it called? I believe it's called Peasants with Pens. And this is the first edition of a new magazine to support Northampton's recently revived Arts Lab. Now, do you know what an Arts Lab is? A laboratory where you do art. Well, apparently they had these things. That it was part of the kind of psychedelic counterculture of the late 60s. And it was uh, David Bowie started off in one, oh, apparently. Right. And that's where he learned all of his mime and interest in all sorts of different countercultural things. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, So yeah, a lot going on on the site this week Johnny Good, and next we've got Dawn Richard
1: So John, this fantastic record that's been sat next to us while we're, uh, while we're broadcasting and uh, people on Facebook who uh, have been watching will be able to see it. Just for anyone who's listening on Mixcloud, we're going to be live broadcasting these quietest radio hours uh, on Facebook every week. So do go to our page there to find it out. But yeah, this record, John, what is it?
0: Uh, this is Ashiv Plak and um, It's a track called Volga Neri which uh, is Turkish I believe for the river Volga and it's kind of quite um, It's kind of quite a famous um, Turkish disco uh, kind of uh, track from back in yonday and uh, I actually I bought this um originally on a little 7-inch from Sounds of the Universe. And even when it came out, and this was a repress of a repress of a repress of a repress. And even back then, I think it cost like 22 quid for the 7-inch. Cool. But then I bought it, and I checked on Discogs about a month later, and it was already up to 60 quid. So fair play to Ashiv Plaque to finally getting around to putting all this stuff out on an affordable piece of vinyl. And I got it from Sounds of the Universe, you know. I, don't, I dread to think what this album used to cost before it got reissued. Now, I should say, saying all this, this is the sort of music I play at my Outer National now. Mm. I've got one coming up at Servants Jazz Quarters in uh, Dalston on May Saturday, May the 21st, and it's free to get in. And I play all sorts of Middle Eastern funk, disco and soul and like lots of different styles of music from Africa.
1: It's an amazing place, Servants Jazz Quarters. One of the few decent Decent venues really left in the um, yeah, in the overridden and Dulcet area I remember years ago when it when it first started, it was a place of ill repute and dubious le- legality
0: yeah they didn 't have a men 's urinal they no. just seemed to have like an upturned traffic cone stuck into the wall that which was you-
1: <laughs> which was actually uh, a really efficient. Um, me, uh, urinal, a traffic cone. There was no splashback. It was very. Uh, it was. It was. It, it, it improved the aim. It was like a sort of. You know, it's essentially it's the same funnel. principle yeah, as yeah, you yeah. use for dropping laser-guided bombs. Or maybe maybe they could develop like
0: this like a spinning one that creates a centrifugal force for the International Space Station.
1: Yeah, I think that would spray droplets, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's course, no gravity, yeah. so I think that. I don't go into. <laughs> no. Don't go into space. I I think. I think, the, I
0: think the window uh, for me designing space urinals has just passed. Yes. It's like, it's like the window for me uh, becoming a professional footballer grows smaller and smaller with every passing year. I
1: used to live uh, next door to a man called Maya Wienhart uh, from Colorado who was a big bulky beast of a man who um, he would come round and he'd sit there and there'd be this sort of noise all evening with him and uh, he would drink and just throw bottles out the window and go... And the next morning, you realize that your bin was just full of his phlegm, brown oh, phlegm from chewing tobacco. He was, a, he was an American male. And uh, yeah. one time, we were sat in the kitchen, and he picked up a knife and just stabbed it in the table. It went all the way through. Subsequently emerged when I spoke to him. I don't know how I, I think of MySpace. I uh, reconnected with him some years later, and it turned out he'd been designing a spanner so precise for NASA that he'd got the patent on it, and that was him sorted for life through a spanner. So maybe there is hope. For you in wow. your urinal 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 design
0: oh yeah okay all right big shout out to that guy <laughs> so what have we got coming up next we've got
1: john we've got the persuader So this is The Persuader, our weekly feature where you have to convince us to play a record by calling 020-33-93-63-95 and leaving a message and convincing us uh, to play you a song. Now, we have had a message. If you'd play it please, Seb. Yo, John, it's Clams. Play Misty for me. <laughs> Woo! Just kidding, dudes. Give us some warm douche ha, <laughs> later.
0: John, are you persuaded? I am indeed persuaded.
1: Whoa, first persuasion. Please play Seb some warm douche. <laughs> So that was Warm Dusher, our first successful persuasion. Please do call 93 60 feet ninety five and give it a crack. And yeah, we're pretty much done, uh, except for you know, John and I went to see Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark on Monday night. Oh, I do love that band. We do. We went to see them uh, together, right, many years ago when yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the quiet started, and they were. They were playing songs from Architecture and Morality and Dazzle Ships then, weren't
0: they? But Well, no, it was only... Or was it just it, one of they them? They just played Architecture and Morality in full and then they had a break during which they, they claimed it was to allow all the music journalists to leave and then they could just crack on with the rest of them and have some fun. And to be fair, we did leave. Uh, no, we didn't. Did we not? No, no, we didn't. We because that's how we, we, you know, that's how we knew. Because remember, we I thought we left afterwards. Cause they were playing all the all that rubbish stuff from Pretty. And Pink I kind and of everything. enjoyed it. I mean, like because you, you know, good, well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like I well, I was reaching my end game, let's say, with my liver. And I remember, I remember trying to engage. Uh, Uh, the merch man in a conversation after the gig and uh realizing halfway through that i just couldn't talk you know i was that drunk i'd had several pints of wine and uh I think it might have been the evening where I was trying to like talk to some people who didn't know, and then went into the bathroom afterwards and realised that the horrified look that they had in their faces was because I had a slice of cucumber <laughs> on my cheek. <laughs> it wasn't a I no. Mean, oh, it wasn't
1: in tribute to an early OMD yeah, photo shoot. Yeah. I,
0: like, I, I can assure anyone who's uh, who's watching on Facebook that I didn't look like the lead singer of the Soft Moon that night. No, but the OMD on Monday. I mean, I, they, they were playing Dazzle
1: Ships and then archi- Architecture and Morality. Uh, on Monday, and I hate classic albums gigs, and I've been to lots of them. And this was actually the first one I've enjoyed, which, which was odd, really.
0: Yeah, it's one of the only classic uh, albums gigs I've enjoyed. And the, you know, one of the others would have been OMD itself yeah. eight years ago, but yeah, uh, despite I, I find they have a lot of stuff leveled at them OMD, uh, you know, dad dancing, not taking their own back catalogue entirely that seriously and I found all of that stuff at the weekend quite endearing actually. Yeah, exactly and it was lovely to look out over the Royal Albert Hall and see literally everyone clapping in time with uh, Joan of Arc and so amazing to hear um the new Stone Age wasn't yeah, it oh god, this, the way this, the synths so on that was, was, was incredible shivers down the back of my neck just thinking about that amazing synth line on it you know oh my god what have we done this time? And that's what, that's what sort of worked, really,
1: was that this this sort of absolute surprise from Andy McCluskey that people were actually really into these two records that they have quite an uncomfortable relationship with and, and didn't do that. You know, particularly was it Dazzle Ships was the one that didn't do so well. And, you know, people going nuts for all these songs about quite difficult subjects. You know, I was kind of wondering what the contemporary equivalent of something like, you know, well, they did an Oli Gay as a sort of encore at the end, but... You know, really difficult geopolitics shoved into synth pop. It was what, what I, I, I sort of missed but that a little
0: You bit. know, I mean, like I, I, I think like you know, both me and you suffered through the utterly terrible kind of daydream nation gig oh, by, by Sonic Youth, and oh. it's like you know, if Sonic Youth were to do the same thing, that would be them doing Evil and Sister. Now, there's a gig I would go and watch. Yeah, pop songs. You know, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that was great. Uh, it, was, it was a real treat to see OMD doing those songs. And it was uh, another thing I
1: realised at these gigs is that there was kind of lots of people a lot older than me and a lot of people a lot younger than me. There was kind of a lot of teenagers who'd gone with their dads, and I felt quite middle aged in a different
0: way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was great stuff, great stuff all round. So coming up to end the show, uh, we have Odd Nosdam. Now, Odd Nosdam, I know originally. I think it's one of the first pieces I ever wrote for you, Luke, when you my commissioning editor uh, In the uh, Play Louder uh, days. Play Louder. Mm. And he did this great album called... Was it called After? Was it called Burner? I don't remember Yes, that, that was it. Yeah. yeah, it was a real digital, psychedelic, uh, kind of like collage album. And I used to... I, I, I used to listen to it when I was blasted and it used to make my mind fly off into different dimensions. And now, years later anyway, he's done this um, EP of songs dedicated to the late Trish Keenan of Broadcast. And I was just listening to this EP in the uh, car on my way home from visiting Paradise Park the other weekend with my family and we were all enjoying oh, yeah, that it. Was, so. That was a weird thing. I was at Paradise yeah. Nature Park in, uh, near Broxbourne
1: for a wedding reception. And I was wondering before the wedding reception, you could wander around and look at all the animals in their cages, <laughs> being a bit sad, and a tiger eating the spleen of an of a horse and stuff. <laughs> and suddenly, in the distance, I saw John. And
0: I was, you know, I was there too for this wedding thing, wandering around my own. And there was John and little John and Maria. And I couldn't uh, believe, honestly, I was sat I was sat in this little restaurant, you know, like the. Uh, Gorilla Cafe, or whatever oh, it, was, it was. It sounded like bedlam in there. Yeah, was, yeah, and I was just like seeing this utterly despicable uh, sight of, like, I don't know. Anyway, so, like, let, let's wait. I, like some young man dressed as a gangster rapper, physically uh, distressing one of his children. I was looking out the window, thinking, "I'm sure that's the Reverend Turner who's just walked past." I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm so obsessed with work. I'm hallucinating my work colleagues, family members <laughs> proceed pre- in a procession, like going past the window. I was like, "God, that guy really looks like Luke." <laughs> and then, there we are. We can't escape from each other, can we? No, we. It's weird, as much as we try, it. So uh, we're, we're stuck in this stuffy forsaken hole
1: forever uh, and occasionally letting you tune in on the quietest hour so are we going to play Odd Nosdam? or are we going to play An- Amber Arcades first like it says on the thing should we play Amber Arcades oh yeah I forgot all about Amber yeah. well do you want to tell us
0: who they are and we can uh, go straight from one into the other Amber then.
1: Arcades It's, a, it's
0: a, she's a human
1: rights lawyer okay. who in um, spare time or possibly not spare time while still working on human rights issues uh, is a musician signed to Jeff Barrett's Heavenly Records and this is a great song called Turning Light. So, we're at the end, the very end of the Quietus Hour, with Amber Arcades and Turning Light. Uh, All they need to say now is that Odd are coming up with Trish. Uh, Thanks to our producer, Seb White. Thanks to Luke for the coffee that's made me feel ill. And thank, thank you all for listening. Um, we've got The Persuader again next week, so do ring up that number uh, to persuade us to play a song. We will hopefully be streaming again from Facebook Live, so do go and like The Quiet's Facebook page if you want to go and see into all this hideousness. And all that remains, say goodbye from me.
0: You're the one for me, Roy Batty. <laughs> goodbye.
1: And this is Odd Nosdam.
0: thank god that's over time to put the poof back in its dusty slot you were enduring the
1: quietest hour podcast and if you're a real glutton for punishment you can listen to the entire program featuring all the music via our website at thequietest.com forward slash radio
0: if you'd like to support what we do there is a support button on the front page of the website uh, where you can make donations and help us carry on our uh, fantastic work
1: (laughs) or you can just pay us to stop